Hello and welcome to episode four of Inside Picard, a very special spinoff series from the creators of Warped. My name is Matt. My name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> beer burp. I'm sorry. I was gonna say my name, but I got I got I got up hard. My name's Minwin. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm inebriated over off here. To a, off to a great start, <laughs> as usual. Here we are. This is our very special <laughs> spin-off series where we are recapping Star Trek Picard. Today we are talking about episode four, Absolute Candor, written by Michael Shabon, directed by Jonathan Mr. Frakes. Riker himself. Jonathan Frakes returns to Star Trek to direct. Yeah. He directed this week's, and he's directing episode five as well. Man, you probably, I, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but Jonathan Drakes is a, has directed a ton a number. of yes. Star Trek over the years, a number of episodes and two of the movies, yeah. uh, Which, including what was arguably the best one. Yeah. Which is First, first contact. contact. He directed First Contact and, and Nemesis, uh, right? Insurrection. No, no Insurrection. Who directed Nemesis? Uh, somebody I I don't know. It was some new guy, David Carson, maybe I think his name was. Okay, not Jonathan Frakes. Well, he directed the best and the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Quite the spectrum. I thought you said Rathacon was the best. No, no, no. We're talking Uh, of next gen movies. I'm just talking about next gen movies. Don't you think Insurrection is the worst of the four? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, First contact, it's not definitely great. the best. It's, 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 that movie feels like a uh, blown up episode of the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Such like, a one-off thing. It was such a standard issue show plot that they yeah. turned into a movie. Like they didn't. Uh, anyway, had, we're not here to talk to about with the, <laughs> anyways, Episode four of Picard: <laughs> Absolute <laughs> Candor. Stay on target. Man, you'll recall that at the end of episode three. Picard got himself a ship. Yeah. yeah, he got himself a ship. Mm-hmm. Him and Dr. Girardi and Rafi and uh, Rios. Captain Rios and all Holograms. of the Captain Holograms. holograms. Mm-hmm. And they flew off to the planet of Free Cloud uh, to find Dr. Bruce Maddox. Mm. The first thing the that happened. Too, La Sirena. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Oh, yeah, it's cool yeah, it's cool looking. Mm-hmm. Got the sort yeah. of like downward. Mm-hmm. The downward-facing nacelles instead of the upward-facing yeah. ones. So the episode begins with a flashback, right, John? <laughs> Which that's become, that I think that's the Alex Kurtzman uh, Every episode influence. so far has started with a dream or a flashback. He likes so. his flashback storytelling. Now, I have not, I, I have to be honest with you guys, I have not watched this. We're recording this a week after the episode yeah. Actually, episode was, 5 is officially really, out now at this point. Yeah, 5 came out today and I haven't rewatched it. So it I, my piece. memory is Oh boy. watched I think we'll my be all right. It's pretty loose yeah. too. I watched it twice. So okay. I think I'll be all right. The first yeah. thing that happens is we see a flashback to 14 years ago. Picard beams down or, to a planet like call called Panama Jack beams down. <laughs> yeah. He, Picard beams down to a planet called Vashti. And Picard is wearing 
Um, the same outfit that Hannibal Lecter is wearing at the end of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> right, exactly. He walks off into the, the distance to go, to go eat, the Panama to go eat the psychiatrist. Yeah. He's wearing like a white linen suit and a white hat. Mm. Um, he looks like he's gone on vacation, you know, to or safari in the 19th. He beams down. Uh, everyone's happy to see him. All the Romulans are happy to see him. It's a, it, like, you've yes, also been yes. told that this is a Romulan reclamation planet. Like this is Relo- relocation. relocation, not reclamation. Yes, relocation. relocation. So he comes down to this planet. All the people there are happy to see him. He says, yes, yes, we're continuing our work. He's got his Starfleet badge on. So you know that he's still, you know, part of the Starfleet at that point. This is before the yeah. Mars incident, then. Correct. No. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Because yes, he yes, finds yes. out. Right. He finds out about it during the flash. So he's ta- so he's talking to the Romulans, and they're all happy to see him. And he's like, "Yes, yes, we're continuing our work, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to make everything, you know, cool here on this new planet for all of you." Then he goes to see uh, these. Uh, you see a little boy. And the little boy spots Picard, and the little boy runs away. And he runs in, and he runs in to see these women. And he's like, here comes Picard. Picard is coming. And then Jean-Luc comes in. And Jean-Luc walks in, and he clearly knows these, these women. And it turns out that these women are called the Kowat Malat. Yes. And they are Romulan. They are They are a sect of Romulan warrior nuns. Yes. Badass (laughs) women warrior nuns. And they are uh, super cool. (laughs) I liked the warrior nuns a lot. Can you describe their their outfits? They were amazing. They are sort of nun. They are sort of nunny. They, they have black, like a wimp, sort of they have a like habit. a thing on their head, and oh. yeah, like a, <laughs> a wimple or whatever that's called, like, like a on, Catholic numb. No, yeah, yeah, but, but no not white. the same color. Like okay. all no black. white. Gotcha. It's all black. And so he's got the 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 sort of head of the nuns is sort of Picard's buddy, and the two of them are talking, and it turns out that the that the nuns practice this policy called absolute candor which the is the way of absolute <laughs> candor because you, as you know men romulans are sneaky uh, historically yeah. they're very secretive yeah. they don't like to tell anything about themselves these particular nuns have rejected that yeah. policy that philosophy of romulan society mm-hmm. and they've swung the pendulum all the way back in, in the opposite <laughs> And so they practice absolute candor, which means they just say whatever like a really, they think. like whatever, like a like a mean person online or something. <laughs> they just say whatever they think. First thing she says to Picard is, "You look old." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's that Romulan absolute candor thing you're doing, it, right? Yeah. And so he's become friends with these nuns, and these nuns are sort of. Um, Peacekeepers and uh, philanthropists, like him, they are the one help sort of spearheaded to relocation, save the yeah, the saving of the Romulans. Uh-huh. They're sort of his his inside group with the Romulans, and the little boy is this little boy named Elnor, 
who anybody who's listened to my appearance on Weekly Trek uh, last, sure. whenever that episode aired, mm-hmm. uh, will recall that when he grows up, uh, he grows up good. He looks he's, real good. He's an attractive man, that is true. Uh-huh. Very handsome man when he grows he up. He looks a lot like Orlando Bloom <laughs> in uh, Lord of the Rings, but with black hair instead of yeah. hair. Were you so a he's big a fan of Orlando Robin Bloom, man? Yeah, in Lord of the Rings era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. At this point in time, Elnor is still a little, a little boy. boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's still a little boy. This is all still the flashback. Flashback, yeah. So the little boy comes running in, and he's happy to see Picard. And Picard's like, uh, and she's like, and the nun is like, don't bother Picard. He doesn't like children. Because, again, <laughs> she just says whatever the fuck she's thinking, right? Yeah. And Picard famously doesn't like children. I don't uh, know that. Really? Oh, yeah. Historically, on the old show, Picard famously know. did not like children. Hated Wesley for, like, a long time. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be a Wesley thing. Not a children thing. There's a great moment. No, the first- he, lo- he just likes all children. He's very uncomfortable. Oh. He's children. uncomfortable. In the pilot, he specifically tells Riker, I don't like children, and we have children <laughs> on this ship, and I want you to be my sort of buffer so that I don't have to interact with the children. Uh, I, isn't there an episode where he that like kids gift him some sort of like kid yeah, craft thing? On, they, they start celebrating Captain Picard Day and stuff like that. <laughs> He he softens over the seven years oh, of the show, okay. but I'm saying okay. like historically, it's been established sure. that his character does not like. I never knew that. That's awesome. Like, there's a very funny moment in the first season of the Next Generation that has since become a a gif. It's become a meme mm-hmm. where Picard just turns and goes, "Shut up, Wesley," and that's become <laughs> like a, a, you see that on the Trek you know twitter a lot people post that i mean picard sure. just telling wesley to shut the fuck up it's pretty fun anyway he likes this particular kid and that's what he says he says i may not like all children but i like you mm-hmm. and the kid's like did you bring me anything did you bring me anything he's like yes i did i brought you a book and the book that he's brought him is the three musketeers mm-hmm. and then he says i and he tells the romulan nun i brought you some like fancy chocolates or whatever Something that she wanted. It looks exactly like a box of Werther's Originals, but it's <laughs> right. probably, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but that's what it looks like. So anyway, he's clearly made some inroads with these people and they like him. That's what they're establishing, right? Because we're going to see what in, this is what happens post flashback. We'll see how things have changed with him. So these nuns are just sort of like they're, they're peaceful, good nuns. They're just sort of sassy. They're badass warrior nuns. They're warriors, uh-huh. but they're they're helpful. But they are they are uh, humanitarian. They are chaotic good. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, perfect. And he he says to the head nun, Picard says to the head nun, "Hey, I thought you were going to to." Or she says to him, "We have to find some place for Elnor, this little boy. Right, right. He can't live with us because we are an all female." cast of warrior nuns yeah boys are not allowed to be in the coat malat mm. and picard's like well i'll help you and we'll find a place to we'll find someone to raise elnor so the impression that you get is elnor is an orphan and that his parents are dead and the, the nuns are raising him but they want to find a place to uh relocate him with a new family 
So then what happens, Sean? Well, there's he, there's some stuff about him fencing. He teaches him fencing. Like Picard, Picard teaches, the teaches boy? Elnor fencing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Does that happen still in that same? Yeah, world? it's all in the flash. All- well, I don't know. It's in, the, it's in the first part of the show. Okay. So he's reading. So you get the sense that Picard really likes this little boy. And there's a scene where he's reading uh, the Three Musketeers aloud to him. They're sort of sitting together on the porch, and the little boy leans his head over and puts his head on Picard's shoulder, and Mm. like Picard is reading the book to him. There's a scene where you see them sort of practicing. Picard is teaching him how to fence because there's a lot of fencing in Three Musketeers, and it's it's been established back on the old show, Min, that Picard is a fencer, right? We see a lot of scenes of him fencing back in the day. So they've got like sticks, and they're sort of play fencing with each other. And the Picard's like, I'm going to parry your move. And the little boy's like, what does parrying mean? And Picard's like, I'll show you right now. You know, it's very, it's very charming. Sweet. So you get the sense that things are going pretty well. And he gets a call. Then he gets his fucking communicator beeps. And he's like, hello, who is it? And it's Rafi or somebody telling him that there's been the attack on Mars. That Mars has been attacked by the synthetics mm. and the cards like oh my god what do you mean synthetics have attacked mars i don't understand and he's like i have to go so he says to the romulans i'll be back i'll be back he says goodbye to rafi not rafi he says goodbye to elnor he says goodbye to the warrior nun he says i'm gonna go he's like they've because they're saying we've canceled the rescue mission and we need everybody back here on earth the cards and so picard promises all of them he's like i'm going back to earth but i'm coming back I'm going to figure out what's going on, and I, I give you my word, Starfleet is not going to abandon you. We will be back. And then he beams out, and he leaves them all sort of like standing there yeah. going, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. That, no, was that all pre-credits? That's, that all, that's all pre-credits, yeah. That happens all before the credits. The first thing after the credits is the scene with Gerardi and Rios. Where she oh, where he's reading about. the book? Yeah, and she's like, they call it space because there's so much space, but really yeah, okay. there's some crap floating around. So Captain Rios is sitting around on Back that to bridge. the present. Yeah. Back to the present. Gotcha. Captain Rios is on the ship, and he's reading his book, and Dr. Gerardi comes in, and she's never really been in space before, you get the impression. Because she comes in, and she's like, uh, hey, uh, what you doing? And he's like, I'm sitting here reading my book, obviously. And she's like, I'm bored. <laughs> you know, I did all, she's like, I did all the programs in your hollow suite and they're all Klingon opera. And now I'm bored. And she's like, space is boring. It's all empty. That's why they call it space. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just a sort of little charming, meet cute scene between the two of them. Doesn't really have any plot purpose it's no no character between the two of them where you get the sense that she's a little excited she's never been in space before so she doesn't really know what to do with herself mm-hmm. yeah do, do we know what book uh captain reels is reading yeah i i looked it up when we talked last week and i forget what it is now it's some philosophy book she asks him what are you reading and he says something like, it's about the existential awareness yes, of, of the yeah, existential right. dilemma of being aware that you're going to die. To, to die. And she's yeah, like, yeah. well, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
So it's just it's a funny little. It's just a goofy scene. little character scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Rafi comes. Rafi's pissed off. She's like, "Where the fuck are we going? I thought we were oh, going right, to Free Cloud. Right. You change. You've changed course." And Captain Rios is like, "I changed course because Picard told me to change course, and he's paying for this." The whole thing, so he gets to decide where we go. And she's like, "Well, where are we going?" And he's like, "We're going to Vashti." And she's like, "Fucking Vashti! What a mess!" So then there's a scene where Picard is back on. He seems like he's back on his chateau on Earth. He's in his sort of like, study oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's looking out the window, and he's sort of looking at the, the And then we meet another one of. Captain Rios's hologram. The hospitality hologram. <laughs> and what you realize is that Picard is on a holodeck and that the, the hospitality program has recreated uh, Picard's chateau for him to have a place on the ship that's his own. Because the hospitality program says, well, Laris and Jabon, remember Laris and Jabon mm-hmm. back on Earth? Laris and Jabon thought you might like to have a place that reminded you of of your home so i recreated the holodeck they sent me the specs and i recreated this on the holodeck so that you can hang out here which is basically just an excuse i think for the production to reuse right one hundred percent. We spent a lot of money on this chateau set. We got to use it over and over again. Uh, do you think that he'll be able to talk to uh, Laris and and? Uh... No, no, no. It's just a way for them to use the set and to uh, have it be visually different. Sure. You know, you want it to look a little visually interesting, mm-hmm. not from just scene to scene. It looks a little so so right, that they can have this ship. scene that they're about to have in the chateau set instead of, instead of on the. Bridge. The Rios. Us, Lorena. So anyway, Rafi comes in. Rios comes in. Rios is like, I hate that fucking hologram program. Deactivate hologram. And the hologram, like, vanishes as usual. And Rafi's all mad at Picard. She's like, why are we going to Vashti? We're not supposed to be going to Vashti. We're, spo- you t- we're supposed to be going to Free Cloud. That's where Moose Braddox is. And Picard's like, I have unfinished business on Vashti. And she's like, well, we are not even sure we can even get to Vashti because in the years since you've been there, because the Federation was not keeping an eye on it, it has fallen into sort of chaos. Intergalactic warlords are are sort of like, like, yeah, thugs. Basically run by the mafiosa, essentially. Yeah. And there's this one dude named Car Cantar who's sort of like the, the Don Carleone of this area of space now and they're like we have to we can't you know they're like it's not the Vashti that you remember it's all troubled and criminal now and mm-hmm. Picard's like it doesn't matter Picard, Picard talks to Rafi and he's like I'm old and I may never get another chance to go to this planet mm-hmm. so I have to do this now and you just have to Except that. Learn to live with it. Deal with it. Because I'm never going to get another, I may never get another chance to see these people and what became of them. So I have to go back to Vashti because I gave them my word that I would. Wow. So he does what uh, Kirk never did with Khan. Yes. Exactly. Mm. 14 years later, but he does it. Mm. 
so anyway, Rafi's like, okay, well, if that's what we're going to do, then that's what we're going to do. Meanwhile, Dr. Gerardi comes stumbling into this scene. And she's like, um, is this like a private meeting? Because <laughs> she's the only other person on the ship, right? She's like, what are you guys all doing in here? And they're like, no, no, you can stay. <laughs> like, you're part of the crew now. You're allowed to be in this meeting. It's very fun. She's very funny. I was yeah, she's the is, comic relief so far of the show. She's bringing a lot of the laughs to the show right now. Mm-hmm. And Picard tells her about the way of the absolute candor. Yes. She's Robin like, I think the absolute candor sounds super annoying. Is why am I the only person who thinks that sounds like a terrible way to behave? It's funny. <laughs> it's all very cute. So they're off to Vashti, right? Yep. Meanwhile, Sean. What else is happening? Well, actually, the next scene is them going to Vashti. Oh, really? There's no Borg scene? No, the Borg scene is next. The Borg scene is next. So they they go to Vashti. Can I ask, how is Picard paying for the ship and being able to fly around? Do they cover that? Really, you are opening a giant can of worms. The winery. Here's the problem with that question. Lucrative. Lucrative. Mm-hmm. Min. Yes. Here is. You've asked a question that you don't really want to answer. <laughs> really? Because the answer is there is no answer. Oh, okay. Because the economics of the Federation and of the future uh-huh. make no sense. Very inconsistent. <laughs> it's so. There are so many contradictory things that have been said over the years. Sometimes they talk about the fact that we have no money. There is no money. Federation yeah. anymore. Like, we uh-huh. don't even care about money anymore because we've we've abandoned caring about you know, monetary things and uh-huh. we've dedicated our lives to bettering ourselves and blah blah blah. You know, this sort of utopian, idealistic vision of the future. They say that a lot, uh-huh. but then sometimes they say things like there's the characters like the Ferengi where having money is the only thing they care about. And then you have to ask yourself questions like, well, if there's no money, how do they pay for things when they go to planets that still use money? You know, like Uh if there's no money, who decides where people get to live? Like why does Picard get to live in a big fancy chateau? And some people have to live in, you know, tiny apartment. You know, you it, it starts opening up all of these questions about socialism and, and capitalism and what the f- economics of the future is. And yeah. those questions are impossible to reconcile, given what we've been told about mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yeah. So yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. You can't There's have a lot of hand waving. What you have to assume, I think, is that after 50 years in Starfleet and owning the family winery mm. picard has some amount of money yeah, yeah or yeah. whatever they use as money that he can hire this ship right because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he did okay. he hired the ship in the last one gotcha you you can't you just have to let that one go it'll well you know it's no good <laughs> clooney did sell uh casamigos with his partners for well near a billion dollars there right now we talked about that mm-hmm. on warmed Mm-hmm. Yeah, like $750 million. So you just have to assume that Picard has a pension or okay. something Whatever. from Starfleet. Whatever. It's immaterial. The answer is it doesn't matter. Cool. Yeah. So then go to Vashti. Vashti is, has been surrounded by a force field. And the entire planet. Uh, the entire yes. planet. 
is surrounded by a force field. You have to be allowed. And there are are like certain gaps in the force field and you have Mm. to be given permission for them to like lower the force field so that you can fly through. And Picard's like, well, tell them it's me. They'll let me in. Because Rafi, they get to the planet, Rafi's like, we can't get exactly. in. And, and they, he's like, well, tell them it's me, they'll let me in. And she's like, that's the first thing we did. First thing we did. <laughs> and they were not impressed. And Picard's like, oh, okay. Because remember how I said the show should be called Everybody Hates Picard? Yeah. Jake, insert the jingle here. Everybody hates John Picard. This, this whole show so far has just been people dunking on Picard, people negging yep. Picard, people like making Picard have to like feel bad about himself. Like poor Jean Luke's really been getting it from all corners yep. so far. <laughs> so they're like, we tried we tried telling him it's you. They don't care. And he's like, okay, well, what else you got? Which I thought was a nice little moment because he it was it was classic Picard because back on the old show Picard was always saying like recommendations, suggestions. You know, Picard never solved the problem himself. He always asked his his team like, "What do you think we should do?" And he does that in this moment, and they're like, "Well, maybe we can like do blah blah blah." And then Rios is like, "Actually, they'll take money." So basically, they just bribe the Romulans. Wow, that was a that was an easy solution there. Nice. Yep. This is just like bribery works. And they're like, okay. Are the warlords? Is it like a Mad Max sort of uh, feel, or is it more? Uh, Sean said mafioso. Is it is it gangstery? Is it never meet the warlords? But what yeah, they, you don't they meet the bad guys. What they tell you in this in that earlier scene is that there's this guy named uh, what did I say his name was. Cal Cor- Cal Car- Cal Cal Cantar, Cal Cantar. and Cal Cantar has gotten his hands on an old bird of prey, uh-huh. like an old like an old decommissioned monument mm-hmm. ship, and that's what he's using to sort of enforce his will yeah. on this like little corner of space because he's got this ship that even though it's old and out of date. Can is still more powerful than anything than anybody anything else, else. got. Mm. It's like if you had a if it's like if you had a, a a musket, but you went back to caveman times. Caveman times. Yeah. Yeah. Even though a musket right. is primitive technology, it's still way better than anything the cavemen have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got an old ship, but it's enough to let him be the boss. But right. we don't meet him. We don't encounter him uh, at this point in this show he he uh he beams down and it's they it, it looks the same except it looks pretty downtrodden like the the look of everybody the, the clothes that they're wearing is pretty similar he sees a place that's got a sign up that says romulans only and he's just mm-hmm. getting side eye from everybody everybody's looking at him whether they don't like him because they know who he is or that they just don't like him because he's not a romulan it's not really mm-hmm. clear but he's not welcome oh one more thing I just remembered. When they're back in the chateau, like doing the exposition dump, mm. Rafi or somebody mentions that Vashti has become a hub for the like I forget exactly what she calls it, but it's something like the Romulan freedom movement or something like that. So you get oh, the okay. sense that there's some sort of um underground subversive thing 
mm-hmm. develop bubbling up in Romulan society. And the reason I mention that is because when he beams down, some of the people on the planet are wearing these like bandanas around their arms that have like, like an insignia on them. Right, and right, I think that right. that's supposed to be like the Romulan rebellion Resistance. movement or whatever mm-hmm. that it, or whatever that is. Romulan solidarity. Yeah. So the place is kind of turned to shit and yeah. everybody's kind of looking at him. Sean was right. Everybody's giving him side eye. The sign says no, no Romulans only blah, blah, blah. And Picard speaks a little Romulan at this point. So he's walking up to people going, how do you do? How do you do it? <laughs> Can you give Everyone? us a what's some Romulan sound like? You guys, I watched don't, it. I don't remember what it sounds it's like. Sean, what did it sound like? No, no, it's I not, don't know. It sounded ah. like it sounded like Kashtu Vinaktu or something oh. like. That. Yeah, like, stuff was, like that. Yeah, something like that. Sol Nu Yada. Like, pretty you sure, that, like a white person speaking Romulan. <laughs> yes, you should hear my Spanish. <laughs> Every time I speak Spanish in front of a, an actual Spanish speaker. <laughs> and I think my accent, I think my Spanish accent's pretty good. But I always get told, like, no, no, you sound like such a gringo. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they, Picard's like, well, things have certainly taken, taken a turn for the worse here. Uh, better go see my friends, the Romulan warrior nuns, mm-hmm. the Coat Malat. Yeah, yeah. He sees Elnor at some point in time. He oh, finds really? him, and then he sees Elnor. Uh-huh. All grown up he Elnor. See, he goes to see the Romulan nuns. They're still in the same old place they were when he left. And I have to tell you, when he walks in, the same, the same nun from the flashback is still there. And be, based on the reaction that he's gotten so far from every other single person he's met in this entire series i fully expected her to walk up and slap him like that's what i thought was i was sure that she was going to be pissed to see him but instead he did his little like romulan greeting where he like hold like they hold their hands out and then they sort of open their hands uh and and she did the same thing and she was happy to see him Oh yeah, they were they he were the only people him. that were happy to see the, in the whole series. She's the only person so far that's been happy to so see. So far. Him. Yeah, only person. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I'm going to have to look up that Romulan handshake and try that with Erin to see if she'll she'll know that innately. I will try to describe it to you physically, man. Oh, okay. And then I want you to draw a picture oh, of it. No. And take I, a picture should, I, of that picture <laughs> and then send that to me. And we'll Ooh. see how well I am at describing it. And so I, imagine, how, yeah. imagine holding your hands in front of you. Yeah. Palm uh, facing. Palm out. to palm. Palm like, to palm. Like you're praying, except that they're pointing like away you're praying, from your but chest. Hori- but horizontally. So your fingers are pointing on, in front of you. Okay. And... As you are holding your hands in front of you, you open your hands in a sort of here is church, here is the steeple, open the doors, where are the people sort of motion. Sean's right. It's more like opening a book. (laughs) So you have both hands or one hand? Both hands are in front of you. They're pressed together. 
uh-huh. as in prayer, but but horizontal instead of vertical. So your fingers are pointing in front of you, away from yeah. you. Gotcha. Okay. So and you're almost you doing open, like a like a karate as if thing. you are making a little cup with your, your hands. You uh-huh. open your hands and sort of curl the fingers in to make a little cup. That's okay. the greeting of the Romulans. Huh. So he does that to her. She does it back. They're happy to see each other. She's like, you got even older than the last time I saw you. And he's like, there's that Romulan candor again. <laughs> uh, you know, there's that fucking nun candor that we lo- all love so much. And then she and he's like, what the hell happened here? Like, and he, she's like, what do you think happened? Like, you left. Starfleet abandoned the rescue. Mm-hmm. You never came back. Things devolved in the 14th. We had we had no protection. I mean, she's we like, we try to maintain our... peace because we're warrior nuns, so we do the best we can to like mm-hmm. maintain some kind of order. order. But you know, mm-hmm. things have gone to shit. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Elnor comes in, and now Elnor is a 23 year old. Uh, piece of ass. PYT. <laughs> mm. Yes. And Eleanor is like, holy shit, it's you. It's Jean Luc Picard. And he's mm. not happy to see Jean Luc because he feels like Jean Luc abandoned him. Mm. Right. He's like, mm. <laughs> and Picard's like, why is Eleanor still here? I thought you were going to like find another family to like relocate him with. And the nun's like, Bitch, we tried. Like you, <laughs> no one would take him. There was, there was no one here to take him. So he's grown up with us. And she's so, and Picard's like, is he a co-op malat now? And she's like, no, because only women can be co-op malat. But we trained him like one, so he is a warrior badass nun. But he's a boy, and because of that, he will never really belong here. Mm. So and, Picard starts thinking. And like, and well, mm. she kind of doesn't she tell doesn't she tell Picard like you need to take him because we you know he can't belong yeah. he won't belong she's like here maybe ever. he should go yeah she's like maybe he should go with you on whatever you know like insane mission mm. you're go- you're go- going on and Picard's like he might die if he does that and she's <laughs> like yeah but it would be better for him to have lived before he dies than to just die here, here. on this planet mm. never having really you know experienced life oh, so because I like, like that philosophy mm, okay well i think about that for a second mm. you know to to elnor uh picard is like the dad who went for cigarettes and yes. never came back i said this on weekly much. Track when i was when i was on yep. weekly track day i Uh, said picard's a bad dad everywhere he goes people are accusing him of abandoning them leaving them behind never coming back when he said that he said he would like picard's bad dad on this show yep a little unfairly to my way of thinking well circumstances but you know if you're the one that would have a lot of matter yeah that's a good point i mean from their perspective they don't know what he went yeah through. they just All know they that know he left he just never, came, never back. came back fair enough uh so the next thing i really is the board what happens on the board cube and this is you're gonna have to because i re- the only thing i remember about the board cube scene is them scott sock skating through the uh through the ship 
the Borg stuff was super boring this week. Like they weren't really yeah. like yeah. They was really, spend a all lot of the time. interesting stuff had to do with Vashti and Elnor. And yeah. That's all the interesting stuff. It was not about the Borg this week. Yeah. The Borg, like I said, Narek took so, uh, Soji sock skating through the Borg cube for some reason. Mm. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> so Sarah. Okay. So, so. Uh, I can do, a, I can do a little better than that. <laughs> <I think>. Not <laughs> yet, Sean. <laughs> So meanwhile, back on the Borg ship, Soji and Narek are still sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of trying to find out from him whether he knows anything about the Romulans that got Borgified. So remember last week she yes. met the Romulan girl woman and they, she accused her of being the destroyer and... So Soji's sort of trying to yeah. figure out some more stuff about that. She's trying to get to the bottom of this, whatever this is. She's looking at is. old videos of, like, of yeah. She's watching old videos that Ramda did, and, and she's trying to figure stuff out. She's not really getting anywhere. It's really, there was almost zero plot information. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> The only big thing that really happened is... Uh, he says to her, Narek says to Soji, you came here on blah, blah, blah ship. Oh, the Ellison, which I think is a call out to Harlan Ellison, who yeah. the famous science fiction writer who wrote City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, she, he says, you came here on the Ellison, on Stardate, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's right. That's when I came here. And then he's like, let me show you something. He's trying to charm her, right? He's trying to, like, get her to open up and tell her, tell him her secrets. So he takes her down to some weird, like, venting station that's basically air hockey, right? There's, like, there's, like, there's, like, air coming up through these little holes on the floor. So they take their shoes off and they can sort of, like, slide in their socks, like, Oh, that's what Sean meant by sock sliding. Hey. Yeah, like Rick, risky business style. They can sort of slide <laughs> yes, on their boxers. <laughs> and that's all supposed to be very charming. I thought it was a little bit dull. Uh, it was, yeah, it was you're whatever. You're supposed to get no the sense. sense that they're falling in love with each other. And then Narek get, says to her, you know, it's funny that you say you come over here on that ship because I looked at the logs and there's no record of you ever having been on this ship. And then she gets all pissed off and she's like, are you calling me a liar? And he's like, I don't know. Are you? And she's like, well, fuck you then. And then she kind of stomps off. And that's sort of the, that's sort of the end of that. That's, it's literally that's like, that's that it. Stuff. Like mm. I, I just yep. told you everything that happened with them. The only that's other thing all that happens on the board is that Narek's sister, who we last saw back being a Starfleet officer is now on the Borg cube, and she's been re-Romulified. Her ears, which were round when she was back the Starfleet officer, are now Romulan again. And she's all like, she confronts him after he has that fight with Soji, and she's like, you better get your shit together. I know you're fucking this girl. They have a weird, like, Cersei and Jamie Lannister Uh, energy, like... 
they're brother and sister, but they're also weirdly sexy with each other. And it's like it's not exactly clear what their whole deal is. Didn't you think so, Sean? Didn't you think there was like a weird sexual vibe between the two I, of them? I, at one hundred percent, yeah. But I felt that since they first introduced her as the sister. The first conversation they had seemed very much like that's what they were going for. Which is weird because you know, Star Trek is written like G, rated G, very family friendly. Well, this version isn't because they mm. they say the word fuck a lot, but I. Okay. But it's it's definitely. We've talked about this before. Star Trek has never been a particularly sexy yeah. show. Sex show. Even this version is not like. It's- They've never even shown no. any of the guys with their shirts off. Mm-hmm. Like they're right. It's just not that kind of show. Um, definitely gave off of a vibe of we're brother and sister, but we might also be flowers yeah, in yeah, the attic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. We may have spent some time up in the attic. <laughs> yeah, that, that it happens, you know. Very Romulan and very Aaron, so it fits in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all totally fits. <laughs> yes. So With she's what talking we know to her about brother. both Romulans and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That's literally yep. everything that happened on the Borg ship this week. It was right. a very yep. light yep. week for Borg. They had a lot of. Yeah. No, they the, were doing the whole a lot point of, of this episode was the Vashti stuff. So Picard's like, um, well. He, uh, he's at the nunnery or whatever you want to call it. He says, yeah, come nunnery. with me. And he's like, I would never go with you. You're a terrible person. And so Picard's like, Ooh, all right, well, ouch. I'm leaving. And he leaves. Oh, he goes, right. he's in the. Picard the, makes the offer. He's in the sort and of, Neric, oh, Elnor says no. That's mm-hmm, what you're no. right. And Picard's in the, he sees the Romulan's only sign at the bar. And he takes it and he throws it on the ground. And he <laughs> walks into the bar. Because Picard's like, well, this has been a gigantic waste of time. Everyone's, this whole planet has gone to shit. Everyone but the nuns are mad to see me. Oh, the reason he's gone there, we didn't really talk about this. The reason he went there in the first place is because he wanted one of the nuns to come with him. He needs muscle, right? He doesn't <laughs> oh, have Oh, that's right. He doesn't have he a fighter. He actually went to get the main Yeah. He doesn't have a fighter on uh, his team, right? Imagine you're building no in, you're building a D&D team sure. and you've got a yeah. bard and you've got a cleric. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have a warrior class. Like he needs muscle, so the, that's yep. why that was his secret agenda for going there was to try and get one of the warrior nuns to come with him because they're fucking murderers and yeah. and they and they say and that's why the nun says to him, "We can't. Well, I'm not going to come with you, but you can take Elnor," mm-hmm. and that's. That's how that yep. all come together. He's been now, trained in the Coatma lot. He's been blah, trained. Blah, blah, blah. He's yep. the he's the best fighter we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But then Elnor says no. So Picard's like, okay, well, fuck this. This was a giant waste of time. Mm-hmm. So he's pissed. So he's walking back through the town square to go get beamed up again, and he sees that Romulan's only sign outside the little cafe or whatever, and he's like, now I'm mad at these people, and they're all giving him the side eye again. All the same people. They're all looking at yep. him like, we don't like your kind. He grabs the Romulans only sign off the fence, throws it down on the ground and stomps on it with his foot, steps on it. 
Then he walks into the cafe and he sits himself down at the table and Ooh. makes a big production. It's it really pissy. It's yeah. bitchy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Part of being a bitch. <laughs> kind of bitchy, yeah. This is like, it reminded me of uh, when an old gay man walks into a a gay twink bar and, and wants all the gay twinks to acknowledge him and they won't. So he just like pops himself down in the middle of the bar and goes, Fuck you all. Bring me a drink. Well, that is a reference that neither of you will get, but <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I get it. And you have to remember that he's been negged for like four episodes uh, now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this is maybe a, a, a frustration that has been building up for a little while now. Finally being expressed. Mm, yep. So one, finally, one of the Romulans stands up and comes over to him and is like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here because I I want a drink or and he's and the guy and Romulan's like, You won't remember me, but we've met. Oh. The card's like, Oh? And he's like, Yeah. I used to be a senator I used to be a Romulan senator. And I was here the day that you relocated us all here fourteen years ago. And I remember your the promises, promises that you made and you reject it and you destroy you're just you destroyed the romulan people because like what are you talking about i saved the romulan people we saved as many of you as we could and this guy's like no we would have been fine without you you took advantage of the fact that we were weak and you exploited it so he's one of these romulan uh resistance people so what what I think you're supposed to get is this idea that in the 14 years that has passed, the Romulans have reframed the the history of what happened to them, and instead of instead of being grateful for what Starfleet did, even though it wasn't enough, they're now they now think that things would have been even would have been fine if, if they had never they had gotten involved, never come in the first place. Mm. He's like, we're Romulans are resilient. Romulans are badass. Romulans know how to take care of each other. If we hadn't relied on you, none of this would have happened. And you tricked you and the Federation tricked us into accepting your help. And that Picard gets all pissed. And he's like, that's not true. I did whatever I I was trying to help you, you know, blah blah blah. And mm. it's a good scene. It was a really yeah. good scene between those two characters, like setting up the sort of like the different ways of viewing that history yeah. that they both lived through. They have very different feelings about right what that was and what how that all played out. And so the and then the one Romulan guy's like, fuck this, we're gonna kill you. So, or we're going to have a sword fight now. You and me, old man. <laughs> if only so he, he knew. Like, he, like, grabs Picard, and he, like, shuffles him out of the cafe. You know, Patrick Stewart's 79 years old. Like, And this is a big fucking Romulan dude. Like, he just grabs him and hustles him out of there pretty quick into the town square. He but grabs, they're going to have a sword fight. Grabs a sword. They all have <laughs> swords for some reason. It's never explained. I don't know why the Romulans all have swords, but they do. He grabs a sword and he throws it to Picard and he's like, let's go, <laughs> you and me. And so they have a quick little like scuffle and then Picard like drops his sword and he's like, I'm not going to fight you. 
Oh. I don't believe in. I'm, he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. Uh-huh. This is wrong. And the, the Romulan guy's like, okay, well, then I'm just going to fucking kill you. Uh-huh. And then before he came, and uh, Elnor shows up. Mm-hmm. And Elnor's like, uh, you should put your sword down. And the Romulan guy's like, I'm not going to put my sword down. And Elnor's like, well, okay then. And then he slices the guy's head off. Elnor just what? like, like what? He it. just, just Whoa. fucking murder. Because they are Romulan warrior nuns, <laughs> right? Like they ain't take none of that. They don't fuck around. No, nope. nope. they oh do not God. fuck around. Like and there's then... not even a fight. He just swipes no. the guy's head off. Yeah, <laughs> one move. And he's wow. like, well, you made a bad decision. <laughs> That's brutal. I can't. And meanwhile, Picard is like horrified because he's like, I didn't like, want you to kill that guy. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he he's Meanwhile, back up on the ship on the La Serena, the the local warlord, Car Kantar, who has the old Romulan ship that he's flying around with, has shown up. And it's getting, it's going to turn into a fight. Mm. So Rafi calls Picard and she's like, we need to get you out of here right now. And Picard's like, a good timing because we just murdered a guy. We need to go too. <laughs> so, Wait, so now Elnor is down to, to go with them. Yes. Elnor has changed Elnor his has mind. joined the crew. He's, and he's got his muscle. Yeah. So they beam up to the ship. And Picard's pissed. And Picard goes to Elnor and he's like, Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna swear your sword to me and go on this mission with me, you have to do what I say. And that means not killing motherfuckers unless I say it's okay. Unless it's to okay. Kill. And Elnor's like and he's like, Will you agree to that? And Elnor's like, Yeah, okay, I'll agree to that. Picard's like, Okay. <laughs> We're gonna let you killing that one guy. We're gonna let you off the hook on that because you didn't give you a do over on that one. Didn't give you a But the new rule is no killing. (laughs) It was very John Connor. It was very John Connor and T two telling Arnold (laughs) like no killing. Yeah, only shoot people in the knees. Uh, does the does the bird of prey that uh, Cal Car Cantor have? Does it, you don't does have that, to remember that name because he's almost oh, dead. God. Oh, yeah, not gonna last long. It uh, <laughs> does the bird of prey have uh, its cloaking still? No, it looks like an old, not old school TNG, old yeah. school original, original series. series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you remember how the old school bird of prey looked, Very but bloody. it was basically a it was a big round disc. That had the two nacelles just attached side. to either side of the disc. Yeah. And then it was painted. It had like the, a painting of a, of bird, a bird on top of it. On the, on uh, the, yeah. On the top of the disc. I'll have to look that up. I don't think. Yeah, look it up. Then. You'll recognize yeah. it when you see it. And, and that's the version that he has in this episode. Mm, okay. I feel like I've been talking nonstop for <laughs> seventy-five minutes. I apologize. Do I? Well, probably, do like I, 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 you remember it a lot better than I do. 
I can wrap this up relatively quickly. Mm. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys were were effusive about this episode. You were like, "Oh, this is an awesome episode! It's a terrific episode!" Man. What was it's, well, it's definitely the best one so far. Yeah, for sure. To you, what would the what were the really cool qualities of this episode? Me or Sean? Uh, I, but, uh, either of you. Yeah. You guys watched it. Um, well, I mean, I just, I love the whole Romulan warrior nuns. Ah, okay. Um, I love, and I, and I, it was cool. Like the whole stuff with Picard and Elnor is sort of interesting because it's sort of the first time you've seen Picard as being a real dad figure, mm. which is different because he, you know, like you always felt like that was the way that they wanted you, you expected him to be with Wesley on the show, but he never was. Mm. I mean, and then we haven't talked about the, the 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 last moment of the show, which was the coolest part. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So, but so I agree felt, with Scott. I thought that the I thought the the Romulan warrior nuns were cool. Yeah, it it was just a great Picard heavy episode. Even you know there have been a couple of episodes where I mean, obviously Picard is the main character, but there have been a lot of episodes. There have been a few episodes where. Uh, They've spent a lot of time on the Borg mm. ship. It it was it was just fun to see him on another planet for right, one thing. Right. Yeah. The first three episodes it took three episodes for him to get off yeah, Earth. Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was nice to see him in a different setting doing something that we that was completely different from what we've seen in the first three episodes. It was cool to see the flashbacks and to see how he had this whole history with these people. Mm. And it was just a really solid, like yeah, yeah, yeah. emotional episode. You can tell that he really loves that kid gotcha. and was had a lot of affection for him. And I think they're going to have an interesting dynamic because Picard is usually not a sort of father figure type, but well, I think about he's going to have that character with, with Elnor. I think that's going to be sort of their relationship yep. a little bit. Have, have any of the starship captains been uh, parental figures? Have they introduced uh, kids into any of the uh, uh, captain's lives? Not Kirk, well, deep, certainly. Deep well, space nine. Kirk, he has a son. What's the Kirk. main Kirk has yeah, a son. That, yeah, I don't really that develop character, that. No, the character that, dies. No. And, yeah. you know, Cisco has Deep, a son. Deep Space Nine is the one that really uh, has okay. the yeah. really. He's got. Deep, a, he's got a son. I mean that, and that's one of the greatest father-son relationships sure. in all of television. I mean, yeah. Cisco and Jake are yeah. just great yeah, together. Yeah. So now it seems like Picard has got his crew together, right? He hmm. he needed one more yeah, person. Yeah. They beam back up to the ship, and Car Kantar and his Romulan bird of prey show up and start shooting at him. <laughs> so they have a they have sort of they have a fight scene. Uh huh. Like yep. Space shoot him out, which is fun. Shoot him up. Captain Rios beams in his like weapons hologram. He's got a hologram for every situation. And they're shooting at each other, and they're shooting at each other, and it's not really going well. And it's like, oh, things are not going great. We might be get, we might be getting blown up if something doesn't happen. Mm. And then suddenly another ship comes flying in, and mm. this other ship starts shooting at the Romulans, uh, and or the 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 warlord, and, yeah, and blows up, and the Romulan ship blows up, 
Hmm. But the other ship that just came in and saved them, it's going to blow up too. And so Picard's like, beam that person. person. There's like one person on the ship. They do a scan. There's there's one person on the ship. And they're like, and Picard's like, beam them over here. Beam them over here right now. So right before that ship blows up, they beam it over. And that ship explodes. And then the person beams onto the bridge. It's an old crew member. It's seven nope. of nine. Oh, from so, Star Trek. okay. Okay. And she so says, Gary Ryan, who uh-huh. we knew from the previews and such, was going to be show up eventually. on the show in, uh-huh. in, in some form. And she's now. Did that here. surprise you guys? Were you like, oh, it's seven of nine? Well, it didn't surprise uh, me because I, I knew is, she was going to be on the show. Like, sure. they had, she was in the previews and stuff. Uh-huh. So. I mean, we I didn't know she was going to be on eventually. She was going to be on. We didn't know when. So, so she beams cool. onto the ship, and she looks at Jean-Luc, and Jean-Luc's like, seven of nine? <laughs> like, he's surprised to see her. <laughs> and she looks at him, and she's like, you owe me a ship. Passes out. And that was the end of the episode. And then she falls that's over. And that's show. So two questions. How is an old, uh, dilapidated bird of prey holding its own against the Larissa? La Serena? La Serena. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, La Serena. It sounds like the La Serena is like a, a modern, updated, you know, ship of the times, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not like, a, it's not like designed for fighting. Uh-huh. You know what it's I mean? Not a, it's okay. not a battleship. It's hmm. not a battleship. It's more of a transporter. Ah, uh, gotcha. Just zipping around. Okay. Yeah. Then the other question is how 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 is Seven of Nine looking? How are they presenting her? She's her hair uh, is long now, but mm-hmm. she looks yeah. basically. I mean, it's been twenty years. And she's Voyager she's uh, taken out some more of the metal from her face. No, but they don't she have still her... has. No, she hasn't. She still has her exact same like is thing. Is it the same? Her. It seemed like yeah. it was less. I thought it, it seemed looked like there was less of it. All right. No. Well, I don't want to argue with you about that, but I don't know. <laughs> you would be the expert, not me. And uh, they they don't have her in the bodysuit anymore. No, no, she was, she was just, just wearing, wearing like regular, regular clothes. clothes. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, next week's episode, they're gonna go cosplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, really? Uh, is is this on another planet or is this holiday? It looks like they're yes. going. It looks We're, like they're going to Free Cloud, where uh, they which think is, Bruce some kind of Pleasure uh, Island type casino planet, casino type planet. Yeah, I don't know. Canto bites or something. I don't know what it is, but it's. It looks like it'll be fun. The has got an eye patch. It was fun to see Jerry <laughs> Ryan again. Oh, is that the one where where Picard is in black leather or something? Yeah, yeah. he he's wearing a beret for some reason. They're yeah, all dressed up. Kid. Captain Rios yeah. is dressed like a pimp. I it's, it's <laughs> sounds ridiculous. Looks like it's awesome. Be yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. I said on I said on Weekly Trek uh, that I thought that they should that one of the things I missed in this new era of Star Trek was uh, wacky leisure wear because the mm. leisure wear on Next Generation was crazy. The things that they would put them in, their vision of what people would be wearing in the future, outside of the uniforms. Yes. I mean, the uniforms look great, but whenever they were wearing just their regular clothes, they look insane. And I was like, yeah, they should have like, more of that. Like, I missed that. Yep. So this episode looks like maybe we'll get some of that because they're gonna be all <laughs> they're gonna be all dressed up in wacky clothes. So I'm looking forward to it. So should we uh, sign off? 
Well, yes. before we do, I, 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 I other let, yeah, yeah, I want to let uh, listeners know. I texted you guys. Uh, I, I don't want the answers right now. I just want to uh, tease listeners with this uh, this item for next time. I wanted us to come up with names for the following three things. One, we talked about uh, uh, before in previous episodes the secret Romulan society, the Tau Shiar, and then the second, even more secret, secret society, the Zat Vash. I want us to come yes. up with the name for the secret, secret, to secret Romulan society. Oh, that is even more, more secret, secret than any of those. Okay. Number two, the quarter <laughs> pounder is my answer. <laughs> yeah, perfect. You're already giving your answers away. Number two, I want us to come up with the name for your secret or not so secret love child with Jean-Luc Picard. What would you name your love child? And then number three, I want us to, na- to name the... Picard's pit bull, number one. Uh, give him a real doggy name. We'll answer that You don't think his name is number one? Yeah, I, probably. But I want, an, I want another name. I want a what, doggy name. Don't like number one is a name? <laughs> nah, I don't really like number one. <laughs> All right. Oh, hey. Got it. Speaking of which, speaking of questions for the audience, uh-huh. according to Twitter, data smells like metallic uh, and cinnamon. Yay! Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Metallic cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon yeah. metal. Cinnamon metal. Yeah. Cinnamon yeah. So that was a question I asked on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Hey. How's Twitter going for you, Matt? Yeah, you, you reached uh, 100 followers, didn't you? I did today. I reached 100. Uh, awesome. And weirdly, my 100th follow was Liz Calloway, who you guys won't know, but she is a very famous Broadway musical theater performer. Oh. And I was like, Liz Calloway followed me? That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you are very active I have on Twitter. no idea why, but she did. Yeah. I'm thrilled. My You're first awesome. famous follow. My first nice. famous follow. Where do you see I, those I, tweets? What's it called? Yeah, take us out. Well, why don't we go ahead and just wrap things up, and I'll go ahead and do the the thing. How about that? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Thank you all very much for listening to Inside Picard. We will be back soon. Yes. We need to, we need to talk about how often we're doing these because we'll we, figure it out. But anyway. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Inside the Card and Warped on Apple iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Warped the Podcast, on Twitter at Warped Trek. You can follow me personally on at Host Warped. You can follow Min on at Wet Mainer. What at what Mayor? At yes. what Mayor? For, for our D and D and Call of Cthulhu podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube streams, uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/Warped to give us money for bonus episodes and Yay. extra content. Uh, did I forget anything? No, I don't think I, think I did. So. That's it. That's it. Until that's next it. week. Thank you all very much for listening. You guys, we're gonna watch Star Trek Four this weekend. <gasps> Excited you whales. Guys. Back to the 80s. Uh, you I guys have a good then. time. I'm Thank sad I'm missing this one. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I'm Minwin. Thank you for listening. Good night.